Well, hey there, all you triathlon studs and studettes. This is Coach Brett with another great episode of Zen and the Art of Triathlon, the podcast where we go long on endurance and learn a lot about ourselves along the way. All right, this is going to be just a quick episode because I want to make sure all the pieces still work when putting out a show before I sit down and crank out a really long show. I haven't put out a show for a while and the bits and pieces and the parts kind of get stale and, and rusty and we need to make sure everything's working. I'm very confident about 90% of it. There's this one last part where when I get done publishing a show, uh, making sure that iTunes sees it and any other um, uh, show platform and that I haven't quite figured out that's that's changed a little bit since I've uh, made a, a podcast last but let me go ahead and get a few things out of the way here so you can be looking forward to new shows and also explaining where we've been we do have tons of content backlogged that I've got to give you but first let me tell you uh, what happened over the past couple years and why we've been mostly absent. I've been very active on Instagram and lots of social media stuff. It uh, reposts to Twitter and very available. It's just uh, making podcasts was kind of almost undoable time-wise. Akai, my now 18-year-old son, was in scouts and working on his Eagle, which he did get which his Eagle Scout project was a, a bike repair station, by the way, at a local mountain bike park, which is pretty cool. And I was also the scout master for the Boy Scout troop. So it was just taking up so much of my time. And that's a very important thing. And you got you to gotta do it right if you're a leader of other Utes. And I just, you know, that was like a whole chunk of my time taken up right there. And then also Kai is on a high school mountain bike racing team, which is just cool in itself that it exists. It's once in a lifetime chance. Uh, it starts in middle school, actually, like seventh or eighth grade, all the way through high school. And I was taking him to practice. And then I ended up at practice so much because when he was younger, I would have to take him before he could drive. They asked me to coach. And I said, uh, okay, which is another volunteer thing like scouts. So now I'm a scout master and I'm a mountain bike coach. <laughs> and that's, uh, another big chunk of my time all for good things. And then I was also battling a really weird calf and uh, foot. And then on, uh, on occasion, really bad knee injuries where my knee would swell up and then, then the other side did it. And I, it's just like nuts. And so I didn't feel like I, I should be talking a lot about triathlon and, and, uh, which, you know, a third of that is running when, um, I'm sitting here barely able to run because I've got some kind of crazy, uh, running injury. And, um, that kind of leads to depression in a way, you know, if you're one of the worst things is if you're a runner and then all of a sudden you can't run because running creates all these endorphins. It makes you feel so great. And those of you that are runners that had to stop for whatever reason, know what I'm talking about. It is kind of devastating. It just puts you in a, in a funk and takes away a lot of your energy. And I did do part of the Rocky Raccoon 50. I did like 20 miles of it or something. Uh, in the, uh, like a year or two ago, uh, 
but my my right knee, I think, was acting up. And I, I trained for it, and then my knee just got worse and worse and worse. And I was just training too much, too fast. And y'all don't really know about that because I wasn't posting shows. I was posting stuff on Instagram and stuff. But I have been racing a lot, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But the calf injury seems to have gone completely away. And the plantar fasciitis, oh, I gained a, gained a bunch of weight because I wasn't working out quite as much as I was before, but I was eating as much as I was before. <laughs> so then that makes, uh, yeah, knee injuries, uh, plantar fasciitis in your feet, uh, tight calves, all kinds of stuff because you're overworking stuff because you're carrying around too much weight. And weight's starting to come down, so that's really nice. And then I should also mention can't believe I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show. Zen in the Art of Triathlon is the first triathlon podcast. Uh, if we were making shows continuously, we'd be the longest running podcast out there. Been making shows since like 2006 or 2005, maybe. And I've done 15 Ironmans, an Ultraman. I swam 22 miles across Lake Tahoe. Da, 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 da. You can go look at my profile at zentrathlon.com on uh, who is Coach Brett and see all the stuff that I've done. So I'm a legit uh, podcaster and ultra-endurance athlete, and that's who you're listening to. Okay, let's get back to this other thing because we got to crank out this, this test show to make sure all the systems are working. I doubled down at work to get a job promotion, and then... It didn't work out. I never got the promotion. And man, I was really frustrated with that. But honestly, after uh, after it's all been said and done, one upside of it is it would have taken uh, a lot more of my time. And I would have been higher up in management. Yeah, making a lot more money. But then not um, having the time to actually take care of myself and do endurance sports like I like to do. So I don't know. You know, you make these sacrifices in life. Uh, I see, you look around you and, and see who uh, the people in the in the sport or the job or the, your habits or whatever that you're doing. And if everybody around you is kind of falling apart as they get older, then maybe that's not a great idea. So I'm just like, well, you know, not being promoted and kind of still being like uh, middle management gives me more spare time to go do swimming and biking and running. So I guess that's what I'm going to do. I don't really have much choice. <laughs> but when I didn't get the job, I was so mad, you know, and then one of the first things I did, my wife said, you need to go for a bike ride, a long bike ride. And I really hadn't taken a really long bike ride in a, I don't know, in a while. Cause I was like interviewing and stuff like that. And then, uh, oh, it felt so great. And I felt so natural and back, back home, you know, like to my natural state of what I like to be doing. So there's that. I, I do feel really happy about that and getting my health and fitness back on track. And, you know, I'd rather be making podcasts and working with people doing amazing athletic stuff anyway. That's just, I like surrounding myself with, with uh, you ultra types. It's so inspiring and it makes me a better person. And that's, uh, and I've got so much, so much experience doing it that I help y'all with all the stuff that I learned and picked up in my experience over the years. And so I'm helping you, you're helping me. It's just fantastic. So what, why would I want to do anything different than that anyway? So let's start cranking out shows again. The last thing that was terrible was pools in my town. I live in College Station, Texas, just started shutting down one after another after another. 
after another. And the only place I could swim was an outdoor pool that's closed seemingly. half It's not half the time, but it seems like half the time because of weather or bad maintenance. And they were doing like half hour slots that you had to book. <laughs> and it was like, and it's an open air outdoor pool, even though it's the pandemic and everything. You're surrounded by chlorine and it's outdoors. And it was just like so frustrating. And I had to drive a long ways to go to this pool. So in, in a way, it just wasn't worth it. So I quit swimming. And those of you that are longtime listeners of the show know that my actual uh, talent is in swimming and, you know, uh, biking. And I've been swimming competitively since I was nine. And the uh, biking and running, I had to, you know, pick up later, like at a competitive level, level later. And I discovered after a while, and especially after I started swimming again in the pool, opened up uh, full time and I finally got back in the habit of going again. It was a huge mood lift to start swimming again on the regular. And, um, and then you're working your upper body. So you get that muscle burn and metabolism going and stuff. And that helps you lose weight and you lean up a little bit too. So all around, just like really great. So that's back on track. And anyway, I have a ton of content to bring you that's stuff that's been happening in the past couple years and then stuff moving forward. I mean, it is absolutely nuts. We got so much Zen and triathlon and also off-road. So I've been big into gravel biking, Kai's mountain bike team. You know, they race kind of shorter races because it's high school. Uh, The longest race is like just over an hour. And uh, I told him after when he wanted to become more competitive a few years ago, I said, dude, you need to, you need to ride road, right? Well then riding road is kind of dangerous. We were getting worried about him being on the road with traffic and stuff like that. And then one of his friends got a gravel bike and it was the first like dedicated gravel bike that I'd really, um, laid eyes on. And it was beautiful and it was amazing. And I rode my, uh, mountain bike, uh, at kind of like, as it was a gravel bike, it was a, a hardtail Orbea, kind of a nice mountain bike, uh, cross country mountain bike. And this is a whole other episode here. We did our, we did one ride and I was like, Oh wow, I get it. It was like an hour ride. I was like, this is so freaking cool. And again, that's a whole other episode of like why gravel biking is so great. And then the, uh, few weeks later we rode part of a known gravel race route that goes like 50 miles um through the national forest and stuff and that was amazing and i said okay we got to get kai on a gravel bike because at first he was borrowing his friend's bike and then after a few months of kai riding gravel and then i found some routes for him and stuff like that it's so much safer because there's hardly any cars on gravel and he was starting to get in the volume, but he was wanting me to go with him and I wanted to go with him. And so I ended up getting a gravel bike and the, uh, it's just absolutely amazing. And then we've done some gravel races and that's, uh, what we do now for our outdoor long bike rides. 
Uh, and again, it got started because I told them, if you want sustained endurance for your longer races, to, to be successful in your longer races, this thing with mountain biking in our area specifically, it's real short. I'm talking like 30 seconds of pedaling at most and then coast. You know, like you just cannot build any kind of real endurance fitness, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And so you need to have sustained long pushes, you know, and um, so you need road, but let's find roads that are safe. And it turns out there's gravel. So I'll get more into that later, but lots of, I've got gravel racing stories to tell you. I mean, some crazy stuff that's happened. It's like so great. Yeah, it's, it's more entertaining too. It's an incredible way to get in your long ride. So we're going to cover that in future episodes. I put aero bars on mine and that's content for a future show as well about how to turn your gravel bike into a triathlon bike simulator. I've done it. I've been doing it. It's like the very first thing I did and I'm getting in three, four hour rides, like no problem. And time just goes by because the scenery is way better. The bike's safer. You just kind of got to throw out of your head, like the whole, how fast you're going. You'll save that for like your rides on a, on a real tri bike. And then also that's got more hills because usually gravel roads are, uh, are more technical. And usually they're in places where they haven't improved the roads and they haven't leveled the roads and spent as much time bulldozing them to make them a little bit flatter and more approachable. So it's steeper. And so that's good training, right? So it's absolutely great. And then the other thing that we've been doing is uh, marathon mountain bike races. So I stumbled across these by accident. Kai and I were doing one of his, well, he was doing, and I was coaching one of his short races at uh, Bluff Creek Bike Ranch. And in Texas, we have a lot of these cattle ranches that are half cattle ranch, half mountain bike ranch. And it's, unfortunately, uh, Texas doesn't have a lot of, of uh, uh, open government land where you can kind of just ride all over the place and, and stuff. It's all private land. So people turn these ranches into bike, bike ranch, bike, bike trail parks. So we were doing this one and then I saw a sign up sheet for a six hour and it, it takes like a little bit under an hour to do one loop of the, this like eight mile, 10 mile loop of a mountain bike park ranch. It's one long trail that goes through it. Uh, lots of variety and stuff. And there's the six hour <laughs> and you can do these, you know, solo and teams of up to like six people or something like that. So uh, like relay, but anyway, the six hour race, the, a 12 hour, a 24 hour, and maybe something else. And it's called the Bluff Creek blowout. And so at first Kai and I were going to do the 24 hour. And I'm so glad we didn't, um, or maybe we we're going to do the 12 hour. And then I was like, nah, let's just do six. And when I got done doing that six, so I would do a lap. Kai went first because he's really fast and you want to be fast to take off with the, with the lead group. So Kai went first and then I went and then Kai, and you hand a baton off to each other. Like it's, and you put the baton in your Jersey pocket as you go, you know, Oh, it's so crazy. And after doing the six hour race, I felt like I had done a full Ironman or like done an ultra marathon or something like that. I was so destroyed from the, from, it felt like I'd been in a car wreck. Like it was really mind blowing and mind opening 
about this whole other sport of ultra endurance where you do stuff for a really long time. And mountain biking is something that I could definitely do for a really long time because it's so much fun, you know. And uh, and if you're doing loops, then you can pick up equipment and stuff like that if, uh, if something breaks, theoretically. Turns out that along with that kind of stuff, there's a whole worldwide race uh, program, just like there's, you know, Olympic triathlon and half Ironman and Ironman. Well, with mountain bike racing, there's like short track, there's regular, uh, like Olympic distance kind of mountain bike races, sort of. And then there is uh, one of the things is marathon mountain bike races. And it's 42 miles average mountain bike races straight up (laughs) and they take hours and hours to do and it is awesome and what they do is they take out the most technical stuff so it's more like uh, kind of like easier cross country and it's where you get to put down all your triathlon long distance knowledge about how to do nutrition and pacing and, and stuff like that yet be in a really varied terrain. And then the really cool thing is you're coasting half the time because <laughs> it's mountain biking and just trying not to crash. So it's been like, I've, I've, I don't know how many of these things I've done. I've done, I don't know, I'm going to overestimate and say I've done eight. I don't think I've done eight, but it feels like I've done eight of them. And each one is just so cool. And I've done also some short track or shorter uh, mountain bike racing, cat I think I raced Cat 1 one time. Cat 2, Cat 3. I'm not very good at it. You have to be, like, you have to, like, grow up mountain biking to be, to have the no fear to be really fast at mountain biking. It's really amazing to watch. I actually kind of suck at mountain biking. I've learned that now what I do is I start at the back and count how many people I pass. And then I'm very excited about how many people I work my way up. Uh, We've done Cactus Cup in Arizona. Um, with the Sagaro cactus and all that stuff, uh, two times, which is 42, 44 miles uh, in the canyons and the beautiful desert and stuff like that. It's just awesome. So I got lots of stuff to talk about with that. And then uh, because the cool thing with um, mountain biking is mountain biking is so different than uh, even steady state uh triathlon racing where you want to kind of conserve your energy and be very consistent that to know like in zen you learn that to see one thing you need to contrast it against something else and just to watch how different mountain biking is and how you it really makes you understand what's important on the tri bike you know uh, because you're doing the opposite on a mountain. I had to unlearn how to do mountain, how I had to unlearn tri biking to do mountain biking. And then now going back to triathlon steady state, I realized what's actually important again. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And then, um, oh yeah, there's been, uh, a lot of advancements with, um, Kai. So he was invited uh, to be on a develop the Texas development team for mountain biking, which looks like he's going, he got into Texas state university, which as, uh, it's, it's near Austin. It's in a town called San Marcos, just South of Austin. It's a big state school. 
And it's looking like he's going to take um, two years and do community college and race on this development team. There's a guy going by. It's my age on a one wheel. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> Just goes to show you, like, as we get older, man, we still have the main, same mindset of having fun and being crazy. We just have gray hair now. Um, I my hair still hasn't gone gray though. My beard has, but my my hair is still blonde. But anyway, the um, squirrel moment for you there, classic. Uh, so Kai is going to live the dream of racing, uh, pro semi pro races. He's entered a few races as um, Cat One uh, and won the. 29 and under division which is extremely difficult to do so he's got the makings of being a pro mountain biker and so we're gonna let we're gonna ride that for a little bit and let him uh take a couple years and travel and race and get that out of his system you know and see where that takes him before he uh and take community college classes and then uh, transfer back into college and make sure he knows what he wants to do when he starts working on his degree seems to be the plan for now and then also coming up on uh, future episodes, lots of interviews with him and and because uh, he's being professionally coached. And also I've coached him. And I think the combination of the two has just made him absolutely incredible. And it's, it's really amazing. I, I was coming back from a ride with him, from a race with him in the car. And I said, I turned to him and I said, I cannot believe I'm sitting here riding with the winner of the 29 and under for a freaking marathon mountain bike race with a lot of people in it. And it's just like stunning, you know? So he's a wealth of information and he also works at a bike shop. So he's got a lot of insight on bike tech and advancements and things like that, which is also, Oh, we're going to follow him as he, uh, as he tries to go pro and sees like if what that takes, if it's even worth it or just race, um, kind of cat one and, and enjoy that. But anyway, uh, so like, for example, next week, um, this weekend, he's going to Fayetteville to race in nationals, uh, mountain bike, uh, nationals, I think is this weekend. And then later this summer, we're going to go to Fayetteville again to race a big, I think nationals, I guess. Um, no, I think that's in Nebraska, but anyway, we're racing a big mountain bike race in Fayetteville. Uh, no, a big gravel race in Fayetteville, and that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll take you along with that, uh, with us on that. And then uh, future content in the shows is I got to catch y'all back up with tons of update with bike tech. There's been so many advances in bike tech, and uh, and then like for example, running shoes, marginal gains. There's so many little things in marginal gains, and it's been absolutely hilarious watching gravel go through this uh, fits of dealing with itself and realizing that people want to be faster in a sport where it's fighting against its its original nature where it's like they're like hipsters that want to do anything but be faster you know (laughs) gravel slows you down so the whole point originally is to just go ride and, and it's not fat well now they've turned into races and you have people wearing baggy clothes, absolutely refusing to ride aero bars, even though they could be like solo off the front. And there's no there's no rule against them, uh, really. And then what else? 
arguing with each other whether they if if one person stops at a at an aid station they all need to stop even though it's like the the lead winning pack you know it's really funny and so we got a lot to talk about with that and then um uh, back to bike tech kai and i are both riding a bike made by vast v-a-a-s-t and the bikes are magnesium which has the most unbelievable quality ride and they're actually kind of inexpensive so I'm going to talk a little bit about bike materials. There's been a lot of advancement in bike materials and yeah, bike brands. Uh, the Norwegian guys that won Kona uh, and St. George and this whole Norwegian training methods. You know, my, my background in history is coaching. And I have been paying so close attention to this and, and then also getting back into really good. Uh, I put in 15 hours last week getting into really good uh, triathlon shape. Um, kind of like with the mountain bike versus tri bike thing, you know, like what really matters, what makes the difference, how to come from being uh, a little bit overweight and not running as much into like being a, a faster runner. What are the methods that actually work? What matters? How to get it? In, how to get it done? And then also, last on the list is I have come across a huge update on fueling for long distance. It is mind-blowing and it's actually really simple and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. And it's also cheap, very, very cheap. And I've been testing it out for six months or something like that on long events and no upset stomach, crap tons of energy. It just works it's so amazing. Uh, it's going to blow your mind. So we're going to look forward to that. Okay. So let me wrap up right now. That's the end of this, this episode. Next episode, I'll probably talk about, uh, the racing in, um, Fayetteville, uh, a little bit about Perry Roubaix. Let's talk about that. That'd be kind of fun. And then how to modify your gravel bike into a triathlon training bike so that you can go out and train on gravel and use it for triathlon training. Turn your long rides and turn your gravel rides into long rides and then your long rides are way safer, way more fun, getting in just tons of endurance and then uh, but also do it the right way so that when you switch over to your your real triathlon bike, there's almost zero change whatsoever and you can actually uh reap the benefits there's there's people that go out and ride a road bike and then they get on a tri bike and they can't sit in the tri position because of um you know they haven't been riding narrow bars the seat angles are all wrong all kinds of crazy stuff and boy i have it figured out again that was like the very first thing i did is i just coming from my background of years and years and years of living in a tri bike aero position you know i got to the point where i could ride the entire ironman i can ride five hours 112 miles in aero position coming out of aero position like twice maybe to take a turn you know and so knowing how much benefit you get how much faster you can be and then sitting on a gravel bike sitting in on the hoods or whatever going into a headwind with uh just battling wind and like you're training in the wrong position you're training the wrong way and uh i was like man we gotta if i'm gonna (laughs) Uh, turn this into triathlon training. This is not how you do it. 
So I've spent a ton of time figuring that out. So I want to do an episode about that. All right. Also, Heather Jackson has gone from full-time triathlete to a gravel racer and ultra runner. So, oh man, this is so great. There's just so much going on. I can't wait to bring it to you. All right. Thank you everybody for being patient. And that's everything that's coming up. And that's where we've been. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Everybody stay safe out there. Work the uphills, cruise the downhills, and keep the rubber side down. Out.